Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, my networking technology lovers. This is yours truly, Amy Lee San Juan, Amy Lee San Juan on the Twitters. And I'm excited to welcome you back to another excellent episode of Cisco Champion Radio. Today, we're talking about Cisco SD-WAN and our Jenna partnership. We have Cisco experts Anigo and Madhu and Cisco champion hosts David, Paul, and Amr. We'll have Madhu kick off the conversation with a bit more detailed introduction of what we're talking about today. But before we get there, I'm going to ask everyone to tell us more about themselves. Guys, feel free to include Twitter handles if you have one. Okay, Anigo, we'll start with you. Can you introduce yourself and what it is you do at Cisco? Sure, thanks. Uh, my name is Inigo Alonso. I'm a principal architect within the Cisco Customer Experience Organization. I'm based in, in Brussels, and uh, for the last three years, I've been working on the Jenna program, focusing on SD1, network function virtualization, and, and automation. Next up, Madhu. Who are you? Hi, Emily. I am Madhu Samu. I'm the product manager at the Cisco SD-WAN solution. I work on Engina as a product manager. Great. David? Tell us about yourself in five seconds, please. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> See, when I get the time constraint, it gets complicated. Uh, my name is David Fenalosa. I work as a consulting engineer for Verizon. And, well, I work on a daily basis with SD1 and all those fatty, dusty things of technology. Great job. <laughs> David Samuel Fies on Twitter. I totally forgot the handle. Oh, yes. Thank you for calling that out. Madhu and Anigo, do you have Twitter handles? Unfortunately, no. Okay. That's okay. I do. It's uh, underscore Inigo underscore Alonso. Paul, you're up next. All right. Uh, Paul Campbell. I'm the CEO and founder of Quiversal. We're a Cisco partner in the Southeast United States. Um, my Twitter handle is paulmc3, and I love all things engineering. Amr, last but not least, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Amr Nasher. Uh, I am a business development manager and uh, partner called Tawasul based in Saudi Arabia. Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, Amr underscore Nasher. Awesome. Okay, Madhu, set us up. What are we talking about today? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. So today we're going to talk about um, SD-WAN and uh, how Angena Cisco partnership relation is actually turning SD-WAN into a consumable uh, managed service or basically how customers or enterprises can actually consume SD-WAN as a service through our partner Angena. So we're going to talk about how uh, Angena is building a global alliance with uh, uh, 20 plus service providers and 24 plus uh, you know, system integrators, an ecosystem of total close to 45 different service providers and system integrators coming together, sharing a common network infrastructure on which we are going to build a global overlay that Cisco 
and their partners can really leverage and deliver SD-WAN as a consumable managed service across the globe. So Engina is basically an alliance membership of uh, 20 plus service providers and 24 plus you know, uh, system integrators all coming together, sharing their networks, sharing their resources on which the Cisco SD-WAN overlay runs on top of that. So anybody who is part of this alliance can offer managed services globally. So we're going to talk about what is that um, Cisco uh, solution stack look like under the hoods of the Anjana platform. How do we automate and orchestrate various elements to provide SD-WAN as a managed service? So there are different components from the solution uh, and there are different uh, technology pieces from Cisco that all come together to deliver uh, the the network as a cloud or transform network as a service and uh, engine is at the center of it and this project is basically to deliver sd-wan as a service as a first step and then evolve into various other services that can be hosted on this platform and offered as a service we're going to talk about all these pieces and how this platform is built from ground up and uh, what are the different elements in this Okay, for um, starting, like um, f for us and for the listener uh, who don't know about SD1, what's SD1? Like, if you give us high high level view of what SD1 actually is about. I would start by saying that SD1 is the um, the adoption of the software defined networking principles or model to, to the one, to the wide area uh, networks. So we're talking about connectivity in, you know, uh, to connect remote sites uh, in an organization and applying the principles of software-defined networking. Uh, in practice, what that means for, for SD1 is that in SD1, you're going to find, first of all, a controller-based approach. So all the functions to, to control the control plane, uh, uh, the management, uh, the monitoring, the, uh, even the onboarding of devices are separated out uh, into a set of controllers that are keep independent from the data plane. So you, you centralize the control functions and you have this controller model. That's just the first characteristic of the one. Second one is that uh, uh, the transport, the data plane is built as an overlay. So using the standard IPsec uh, VPNs between all the uh, routers that connect your, your remote locations. Uh, and with that, you build uh, an independency or you decouple from the underlay. So you're able to set up your SD1 over a variety of uh, underlay networks. And uh, the uh, from the SD1, from the service perspective, what that SD1 is providing is the same on top of that overlay that is built. And then, so you have this, I think these two key uh, elements. And then SD1 also, I think, heavily comes from uh, an increased demand on the one in terms of uh, uh, connectivity and moving up to the stack and providing flexibility. So through these centralized controllers, you have now a central point to control, and then you, you want to use that to uh, have uh, more intelligent decisions in terms of uh, how your traffic is being uh, routed, how the path has been selected, how uh, applications are being handled. And SD1 is trying to answer as well these demands for, because traditionally the one has been about connecting uh, remote sites in, the, in an organization. Nowadays, the SD1 is about connecting multiple network domains, 
as well as cloud-based services, whether they are cloud-based security services or SaaS or, or ES. Um, I think that kind of summarizes in uh, what uh, SD1 is about. Now that you have mentioned that, we would then have these two terms that are important, and I think it's it's it is paramount to just uh, spend a couple minutes on this. You've mentioned overlay and underlay. So whatever we build on top of the transport is the overlay, and we have what we have under is uh, well effectively the underlay. That sounds a little bit obvious, but does that mean then that for us, from the SD one perspective, anything that your provider as a transport will be enough, right? So there will be no difference between provider A and provider B, at least not for for the controller, at least not for any of the devices configures, right? That's right. What you need uh, from the underlay is essentially layer three connectivity. And with that, you can build your overlay tunnels and your SD1 uh, operates transparently to the provider. So it's about the provider will only see encrypted IPsec packets and will not know what's uh, what's going on in there. Uh, there are still some uh, sometimes dependencies or things that you can do in the underlay to coordinate with the overlay and provide a better service. But from basic service point perspective, the ST1 just needs this layer three connectivity from the underlay. So what we are doing is just taking away all that power that we had in the PE devices on the provider cloud, and then suddenly just putting it in this VH box at the edge, and we get all the power to do all this mambo jumbo in the network. But then I would say, yeah, you get all this freedom, and this is fantastic. Uh, I guess that everybody would love to have the power to just pick whatever is the best path for you, and that would be awesome. But isn't that coming with some other, I would say, complications? You get your freedom, but then it comes to a cost. How did you handle then two different providers, three different providers, whenever things just grow? What about several regions? What about uh, if you have some providers available in Europe and then you have some others available in the U.S.? So how do we how do we see this in a in an enterprise? Yes, so that's the best part about the whole SD WAN solution from Cisco and with Engina model. So because of the fact that as an enterprise, when you become multinational, you you'll have to have connectivity or underlay from different providers in different regions and and coordinate all this across multiple regions. Um, and that's the whole point of having an alliance model is to really get this underlay part taken care of through these providers and have a global overlay run to provide that SD-WAN fabric globally. So, for example, if you are operating in Asia-Pac and then you wanted services in, in Europe or you know North America, uh, ideally you'll have to work with two or three different providers to have that underlay. And then what it takes to really connect all these things together from a fabric perspective is is kind of like a big project which runs between three to nine months. And with the engineer model, what we're going to talk about here is to really have that underlay concept simplified and consumed as a service through any provider that operates in that region, which is part of the alliance, and then naturally extend your SD-WAN fabric to these global locations. So that at that point, what happens is you really reduce your operational cost. You really simplify the whole management of the SD-WAN fabric because by definition, when you try to really operational WAN, you have to deal with 
the different underlay providers and then troubleshoot these underlay issues and then build an overlay on top of that. So all this is like really a complex to manage a van and therefore, um, how do you automate this? How do you consume in a way that it's really simplifying the end operations? I think this is where the engineer solutions become very handy and very valuable to our van customers who are transforming their van infrastructure with SD-WAN from Cisco. Excellent. So with that, right, uh, my background is in the service provider space and a lot of our clients at Coversal are in the service provider space. So what we're talking about here is really helping provide with Jenna, the Alliance allows us to say, hey, I've got you know, 50 some odd sites across the United States, or maybe I've got some in Canada and Mexico and the US and other places. And what we're talking about is Jenna bringing to the table that we can connect all these sites with SD-WAN and it could be managed individually by a client, right? But then the underlying aspect of where all their services are coming from starts to become quite frankly, a management nightmare, right? And we're talking about Jenna picking that up and bringing it all together, correct? That is correct. Excellent. So with that, how, how are we bringing value with the SLAs and other aspects that often go into when you're dealing with a service provider, right? You're paying for a service, you want your guaranteed uptime, you, you need all these you know, boxes hit in, in your criteria. How is Jenna helping ensure that this is maintained and leveraged as you're dealing with you know, minimum two different providers, but let's say you know, it's a global organization, you've got like 50 some odd providers. How's Jenna helping with that? There are two two key aspects I think that we need to consider for that question. Is on one hand is the capabilities as as the one provides. So uh, as part of uh, this overlay that is built, uh, the SD one brings uh, uh, monitoring of uh, key performance uh, attributes of these uh, tunnels that are built uh, for the overlay. So there is a, a, an automatic measurement of uh, loss uh, jitter delay in these tunnels and that allows you to uh, benchmark the performance that you have across all your different providers already from because uh, you you have i mean that those metrics are dependent on the underlay obviously then uh, what engine has on top of that is that uh, the, the platform also provides uh, has a, a service assurance component where all these measurement statistics metrics are being consolidated and then represented towards the the uh, service provider that is reselling the service to the tenant and towards the tenant. So the tenant uh, has eventually access to a dashboard where they can see the actual performance of the different sites and across different providers. And I mean, on top of that, the engine also provides uh, correlation, almost machine learning in terms of analysis of all these statistics and events, information that are coming from the tenant and can represent them in in uh, incident uh, type of way. So. When something happens, there is correlation and events are translated into a, an incident or a situation that you know the tenant can follow up with uh, engine operations. So engine is providing this glue between all the service providers in the alliance and has this centralized view for the tenant, for the tenant in terms of the overall the global service. So what if you need another uh, another link? What if you need another circuit? So let's assume that this service is already there. We have already the infrastructure provided by Jenna. So from the day to operations, what is going to happen if maybe later I say, oh, well, I need another circuit somewhere. 
So how do we get there? Because we have this alliance, so then you just, well, you just send a fancy email to get to a fancy portal, and then, oh, well, I want to start with Hira. It just appears. How is it for the customer? How transparent it is? Transparent, my apologies. What is this uh, customer uh, phase and service that we are offering so it becomes smooth for them? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think it's quite important to also build that customer-facing interface to really consume this, right? So let's say um, a customer who who's already an Nginx customer in terms of having these SD-WAN service points globally, let's say for simplistic reason, they have 500 sites globally. And now across all these 500 sites, they wanted to add another, you know, uh, underlay for redundancy or uh, for maybe uh, for whatever practical purposes. Um, let's say they wanted to add an LTE interface to make sure it's all, uh, uh, there's, there's a backup link available for communicating via the LTE, right? So in that case, it's really, Engina has this concept of access designs, uh, which basically, which uh, it's a cookie cut design in terms of how many overlays and how many underlays and you know how many interfaces uh, there's a small, medium, large, extra large. They're like 12 different access designs. So let's say they go with one access design simplistically using uh, maybe internet link and MPLS link. And now they wanted to add uh, uh, a cellular interface or a WAN link with, with LTE. In that case, what the customer can really choose is go up to the engine uh, you know, portal and just uh, submit another request saying, hey, by the way, I need to have a secondary interface and update their access design upon which the appropriate device or an interface is ordered, sent to the customer, the last mile connectivity is provided, and then the overlay is bring up with the is brought up with the new link. All this is completely automated, making it seamless experience right through a single portal, what Engina calls that as a Engina portal, where either the service provider can go update it for the customer or probably the end customer itself can go and update and quote uh, and uh, you know look at uh, what the commercials will look like and what it takes and how long it takes. Everything is kind of done in the single portal. Um, that way you don't have to deal with um, multiple providers or multiple systems and multiple folks in between. The experience-wise, it's all consolidated and uh, delivered via the single portal that Engina operates on. Everything that we've just gone over with Inigo and Madu is effectively it comes down to complexity is being removed, right? Um, I think everybody could agree who's listening to this who knew about SD-WAN or anything around software-defined networking, right? It, the intention is to remove the complexity and make it more seamless for the user. Um, as well as bringing in the uniformity of the device deployments with Jenna, it for me, it's speaking my language because what we want to do is ensure that as we're deploying these bigger and bigger networks, that everything's being done the same. You know, it makes me think of, you know, people when they first started adopting virtualization, they were like, why do I need this? I can configure a server. Well, if you're doing hundreds and hundreds, you probably want them all to be done the same. Um, so going with that, right, how does the partnership between Jenna and Cisco increase this um, ease of use with automation and orchestration capabilities? Yeah, I'll touch upon that and probably Inigo can add a little bit more color. So as part of this global alliance, Engina, which is based in 
Frankfurt, Germany as a headquarter, they manage these relationships with the entire service providers globally and system integrators globally. What Cisco and Engina partnership is really about is to really deliver this complete automation package, what we call as a manifest, which is basically like a CI-CD pipeline. And the solution is being developed at Cisco, and that is part of our enterprise networking group or intent-based networking group. There's a team of engineers, uh, right from design and uh, development, um, testing, and automating the delivery of the software bits into the global platform. So that part is handled by Cisco as a development project and delivered by the engineer through all these different service provider hubs globally. So there is a component of uh, software development that is involving SD-WAN and NSO core function pack that is built into the entire solution to automate all these aspects, to automate provisioning, ordering, service assurance piece, and to take input from the engine portal, which is basically uh, BSS or billing uh, systems and ordering systems and tying all these things together. And the software that does the magic is being developed and delivered by Cisco to engine I think that maybe we can add on top that, yeah, the internal solution is based on a multi-layer uh, orchestration architecture and is leveraging a number of uh, technologies for this. Uh, first, the SD-1, uh, which one of the key aspects of SD-1, I think, is also the, the cloud-based or cloud-first uh, approach that SD-1 brought. And you can see this uh, from the perspective of integration with cloud, but also from the perspective of deployment, because SD-1 components were designed, especially the controllers as virtual form factors, so they are very suitable for deployment on private public cloud and then for automated uh, deployments. So that's one aspect, so we leverage these key characteristics of ST1. The fact of having a centralized controller also enables uh, the process automation and orchestration because then you have all your tasks that you need to do, you can uh, streamline them through that single uh, centralized controller, which in the case of Cisco SD1 offers a northbound REST API that our orchestration system can can consume. And then uh, Engena platform itself also has a, a, a backbone network with a private cloud, which they use for this uh, automated deployment that uh, Mario mentioned. So we have, I mean, we have embraced a number of uh, mature software tools, uh, tooling and processes to, to deliver this orchestration uh, pack, which is a bunch of software. And uh, we deliver that to, to Engena through CICD model. And they're able to deploy uh, what Manu mentioned, a new manifest uh, with all the software versions, which are enforced into all components. So we leverage uh, these uh, automation capabilities, cloud uh, principles, CICD modeling, and we deliver to Engena uh, this manifest, this solution, which includes the entire orchestration pack as well as all the software versions. And this, at the end of the day, provides a kind of homogeneous uh, solution and set of services that Engina can then present in a catalog and be uh, orderable from, from an end user perspective. And then all this is offering some kind of a portal, right? So whenever the user requires something, they get access to a portal and some changes are just made and request. Yeah, indeed. All the customer intent is captured in the Engena portal, which is a global portal and is accessible to their partners or to the tenant. And all the services, all the options that Engena supports in the catalog of designs are available through the single portal. So we minimize uh, 
human intervention manual procedures. It's, uh, the, the goal of the Ingenia platform is uh, full process automation and orchestration. Correct me if I'm wrong. From what's, what's, um, What are you talking about just now? I understand that Ingenia is like an outsourcing the um, connectivity for the um, the users, right? For the for the companies or something like that. So, um, is that right? I mean, are you guys like handling all the connection between all the branches for the customers, and then you're helping them uh, instead of having uh, their own team who supports all these uh, implementation and these connections? Yes, I, I can add a little bit of color there. So today, when we look at the SD-WAN solution from Cisco, enterprises have two options. They can do it themselves. They can actually roll out SD-WAN by manually working with the underlay providers, building the overlay by themselves. If they have network teams and uh, they have the mechanism and process to coordinate all this across all the regions, an enterprise can roll out by themselves. And typically, uh, that's an option. If enterprise have their own network team, they go build out the SD-WAN and transform their existing WAN infrastructure to SD-WAN. That's do-it-yourself model, DYI model. The other model is if they really choose to get rid of all these things, do manually, and they just wanted to consume the SD-WAN as a service, and that's the option they can go talk to any service provider or that, or if that service provider is part of an engine alliance, they can take this or consume this as a service where they don't have to manually do all these ordering, connecting, building an underlay, building an overlay on top of that, and making sure the controllers are spun up, the entire SD-WAN fabric policy services, all these things have to be, you know, come together to form that SD-WAN fabric or network globally, right? So. The two options, one is do it yourself, which enterprise can go do it by themselves, or the other option is to consume it from Cisco through the Engina model or Alliance model and consume this as a service by themselves. So there are these two offerings that Cisco is really unique in terms of uh, offering to the market so that customers have choice on choosing which route they want it to go. Well, I think this is a fantastic idea though, because if you, if you think it true whenever you have a company that it's doing it by themselves, in general, having to handle all these interactions with the providers is already complicated. And not just in one region, in several regions, continents, it, it becomes a pain. And not just this, that this is only the provider part. And you need to then think what is better to, to put my, my solution, which one of my locations is better. So then you... You jump on this uh, design journey that for some companies might be too much of a heavy lifting. If you have the resources, it's okay. But then if suddenly you get this service offered by, well, by a company in the case of Jenna, and then they just tell you, oh, okay, that's okay. We'll host it. We'll handle it for you. We'll get your connections done. We'll talk with the providers. I'm sorry, but this sounds too good. It's like, I want the burrito version of SD1, like I want it now, and then suddenly, bam, just lands on your desk. The best part, David, is uh, <laughs> absolutely, and the best part is you got the consistent burrito wherever you go, whether you are in uh, Mexico or in, in, in Tokyo or in, in Amsterdam, you get the same burrito with the same sauce, same flavor. The consistency is the key 
and you get the same service wherever you go. So that's the key value prop of Angina solution to really have that consistent stack. Because you're right, as you go globally, every provider has their own definition of a link or an underlay or a service that they can offer. And how do you standardize all this? So Angina really works with these aligned service providers to normalize that and standardize those offerings on which consistent services can be run. Well, this sounds extremely attractive. Do you want to build your own SD1 burrito? You know where to go now. Okay, so so um, <laughs> my question is, if for example, if um, a company want to to subscribe to Ingena now, do they go to to Cisco partner and then through Cisco, or go to Ingena direct and Ingena will will connect with Cisco? I think both the models work. Either they can reach out to Ingena. And if they wanted to have that relationship with Engina and be the part of the alliance, they're absolutely welcome to do so. Or they can talk to the account manager or an accounter from Cisco and based on their use cases and uh, and and the account team can also connect them to the Engina. So both ways, um, it's quite possible and we are kind of, it's a commercial motion. Both ways, they're open to kind of uh, onboard the customer. Anything else you want to add? What about the next steps? Right now we are offering SD1. What is then Jenna having on the third sleeve? Are you guys building an alliance to build Skynet? There are several tracks, right? I mean, not to build Skynet, but uh, there is uh, certainly market demand for uh, uh, multi-domain integration, for integration with EAS uh, SaaS platforms. So uh, the ambition of Angena is to position this themselves as a connectivity platform for integrating across all these different domains. So uh, SD1 for me is an interesting place to be because it's really touching all the networking domains that we can think of, right? It needs to link them all together and not just provide connectivity, but really provide value, flexibility, and uh, you know, application-oriented type of, uh, of service. So we want, uh, I mean, uh, last Cisco Life uh, key or uh, topics I was uh, hearing from customers recurrently is, yeah, I want uh, you know the the network to represent itself as a service end to end, and I want my SD1 to be able to to shift and adapt based on needs, and I want to have visibility of where things are going and coming, and adaptability to to quick changes. Right, so that would I mean that comes with SD1, and that would be I guess the ambition of Ingena to to provide really that connectivity platform across all domains and uh, types of uh, cloud resources. Well, I think this is the way to go. If you're a company offering a service, your first focus should be the customer, right? Is there um, like any limitation for the the service? For example, if um, if a customer wants to connect like 500 branches and then they also want to connect voice over of it and then they want to have like uh, integrated security umbrella all these things all, all these things is 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 that also an option for uh Ingena? yes absolutely so i think this is all part of the design so if you look at the the promises of uh, sdran uh, from a transmission perspective any connectivity underlay like uh, mpls internet cellular interfaces or WAN uh, via the LTE. Any connectivity, any transport, um, and any service, be it voice, be it security. And when it comes to WAN, the most important thing is application experience, delay latency jitter, right? 
how do we deal with it how do we optimize those on the overlay to really transform the or really enhance the application experience um, that's essentially what we kind of built into the product called application quality of experience and that's a service so application experience security and voice whether it's whether it's webex or some kind of unified communication that run on top of this um, uh, fabric or as a service right so there are these three major pieces and now the whole market is pivoting towards something called as uh, secure access services edge a sassy if you will so uh, and you know really is trying to kind of be that sassy edge for uh, for the for their enterprise customers by leveraging these enterprise relationships and the service provider relationships so going forward in the next uh, year probably we're working on uh, how we can transform engineers sp relations to be the sassy edge and offer all these services right at the edge where the customer wants through these uh, point of presences if you will with the relationships and the alliance model um, and then continue doubling down on adding more van services that can be easily consumed that can easily enhance the end user experiences whether it is app qoe or voice or security in a very consistent manner i think uh, um, the journey is on and and the platform is evolving as we speak and there's more to come and the way we do it in a systematic automated manner um, is is very resonating very well with the customers out there and they they have a lot of interest in terms of consuming this as a service and we see that absolutely uh, getting rid of projects to really getting things done in few hours to few days versus months to years well i think that after all this explanation if we've gotten all these uh, questions and and back and forth, I believe that this is showing so much promise. Honestly, it feels like this burrito as a service kind of deal. So, well, I guess that will be all. This has been another great episode of Cisco Champion Radio. I want to thank all of you for listening in today. And a special thank you to our Cisco Champion host and Cisco SMEs for being a part of today's episode. Want to learn more? Click on the link provided in the podcast description to access more information on today's topic. And just a reminder, subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform to get alerts on our latest releases, including SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. See you next Monday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.